Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast. In this podcast, you will hear a lot of different tips and techniques to help you with your overall productivity. If you are a fellow college student listening to this podcast, then we invite you to not only listen, but to take the information we give you and apply them to your life so that you can effectively manage your time well in school. Over the next semester, you will hear content that'll be applicable to anyone who wants to improve their lifestyle, not governed by works and academics. We also believe that productivity is to be used for the glory of God and that his name will be glorified through whatever we do. If becoming productive is just a means to an end, then there will be no purpose and meaning in life. But in this podcast, we seek to approach productivity as a God-given gift so that believers can use them to not only benefit our lifestyle, but to benefit the lives of many others with this gift God has given us. In today's episode, we will talk about taking effective notes, why we should even bother with taking notes, and ways to take effective notes. So if you're up for the challenge, let's get productive. In today's episode, we're going to take a tour through something that, to be honest, I'm not a particular fan of, but is important, especially if you're a student still in school, maybe listening to a lecture for any given situation or whatever. Today, we are talking about how to take effective notes. Now, for the last couple of episodes, we talked about sleep and exercise and how both of them aid us in our overall productivity. So you may be asking why this shift from sleep and exercise to note-taking? Well, the primary reason is that the previous episodes that we have talked about all involve things that you do outside the classroom, i.e. when you're in the dorm, the library, maybe a cafe, the gym, or anywhere to study. However, today's topic will actually concentrate on what you can do inside the classroom or when the professor is giving a lecture and you want to somehow record it down or maybe you need to take notes from a book or textbook or whatever. And actually, in the next subsequent episodes, we'll be going back to productivity tips that you can do outside the classroom. So you can think of today's episode as the halfway point of the podcast. But if you were anything like me, you didn't always take effective notes in class. It was just random things the professor said or had on the slides. And if you have that mindset, that habit of just jotting down those things, I totally understand because I always thought I could look back at my notes later to find the answers. But actually, I rarely look back at my notes, even though I saved it on my Google Drive. I currently have no need to look at my notes. I currently have no need to look at my previous notes from previous classes, even though I currently have no need to look at my notes from previous classes, which in turn leads to forgetfulness. The main problem 
was that I barely even engaged with the material in the first place. I just heard and listened to the professor talk and looked at his PowerPoint. How do you expect anyone to learn effectively from just that? That's what leads to passive listening, my friends. We can't expect to learn if we just passively intake information and just scribble it on a piece of paper. According to the University of North Carolina's Learning Center, actively taking good notes during class can help you focus and better understand main concepts. Good note-taking will also improve your active listening, comprehension of class material, and retention. And not all of note-taking happens necessarily inside a classroom. Part of good note-taking may include going back to your notes after class, ideally within a day or two, to check for clarity and fill in any missing pieces. In fact, doing so can help you better organize your thoughts and to determine what's most important. So in a nutshell, these are the benefits of having and taking good notes. So anyways, that was a long introduction to this episode. Are you still with me? Great. Because now we're going to take a dive into mainly three different note-taking systems you can personally use for your classes. I will briefly go over them, so if I leave some important facts out there, it's okay. It's okay. You can find these note-taking systems on the internet or somewhere on YouTube. Before I continue, it should be mentioned that in any class you're going and taking notes in, it's important that you go in that class motivated to learn. If you come to class with a positive attitude of wanting to learn, then of course you'll take the necessary then of course you'll take the necessary steps to actually learn and retain the information presented. So without wasting any more time, here are three different methods of note taking that if you are a student or wanting to take good notes in anything, you can use to maximize learning from the messenger. May that be a professor or any video recording, etc. Since I know the standard bullet point outline is the most common way to take notes, I won't go over that one. The first note-taking system is actually the note-taking system I personally use. It's called the Cornell method. In this method, you divide your paper into three sections, notes, cues, and summary. In the notes section, you take your standard notes you take during class, and you can structure the notes if you want to. But the main focus is on the cue section, or the question section as I do. But the main focus is on the cue section. In the cue section, you can write down the main points, main people that were mentioned, potential test questions, or just standard questions that pop up in your mind during class. This is mostly to help you when reviewing your class notes. And then finally, there's the summary section, which you can write directly after class or later when you're reviewing your notes. 
you should definitely use this section to summarize the entire lecture. So that's the Cornell method. And as stated, this is the method I use on my computer for when I listen to lectures. The next method and another popular note-taking system is the flow notes. And basically, you could do whatever with your notes. You'll organize your notes spatially with arrows connecting different ideas. And you can choose to draw graphs, tables, or whatever it is to help you organize the content. It looks more like a hand-drawn mind map with arrows more than anything else. You can probably look online or even on YouTube if you really want to see for yourself what the flow note system looks like. It serves as a really great visual and is really helpful for connecting different ideas together. Moreover, the best way to use this note-taking system is in a review lecture. That's because it can be hard when you go in a class, learn new material, and review it using the flow notes method since it isn't really meant to be a review note-taking system. But it does maximize learning inside the classroom. So that is a definite pro to this method. I think doing this method on a piece of notebook paper and a pen would be great and less restricting for when you're taking notes. This is the flow notes system. The last method that I think is useful to know is the mind map note-taking system. It's almost exactly like the flow notes. It's basically a mind map used for note-taking. It's a great way to connect different ideas to the topic or subject. For instance, if you're listening to a lecture about the fall of the Roman Empire, you can start with that concept in the center which is the fall of the Roman Empire, and then draw different nodes of all the things that led to Rome's fall as your professor lists them out. Things like debt, irresponsible emperors, attacks from barbarians, and other subconcepts that can be branched off into what you want to explain more about those specific topics, like maybe dates, formulas, and other supporting facts. You could very much do this note-taking system both by hand and computer. In a computer, you can use this concept. This concept? You can use this website called coggle.it. And with hand, you know, just draw it. Both are great as well. Of course, there are some drawbacks as well, but we won't go through them today. So as stated, all of these could easily be found online. I'll give you a hint. I use collegeinfogeek.com for most of the information I presented to you. So you can check them out. And of course, they go way more in depth on the pros and cons of each method. And I just briefly touched on three of those different note-taking systems. And I think on the website I just mentioned, College Info Geek, there's a blog post about the 10 most effective apps for note-taking. So I don't know if that will interest you, but you can most certainly give it a try. It should be mentioned that note-taking is a skill. Ultimately, we could talk about notes, 
and note-taking systems and techniques all day, but at the end of the day, it's a skill, and everyone will work a little bit differently. And what works for you may not necessarily work for everyone else. So maybe instead of taking bullet point outlines for class, experiment and see what works for you, whether you're a visual, auditory, or tactile learner. I know this has been a ton of information out there, so thank you for bearing with me. But I just want to re-emphasize what we said about note-taking at the beginning of this episode. We can't expect to learn if we just passively intake information and just scribble it on a piece of paper. We are also in charge of our own learning. And so the saying is true that whatever you put into your learning is what you get out of the learning. Okay, friends, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And stay tuned for next week's episode where we have a conversation about memory and remembering stuff more effectively. Until next time, friends, get out there and stay productive.